Now it's time for Speaking of Schmodown, the show with a name too good to cancel. Hey everybody, welcome to Speaking of Schmodown, a show devoted to the movie trivia Schmodown. I am Jay Wade. Thank you all so much for joining me. Uh, yeah, man, uh, I very much enjoyed this week's Friday Night Titans episode three. Um, we've got just uh, just us to uh, have our opening uh, discussion here. Going to talk about the matches here, not so much the gameplay side, but more the uh, story side and character side of things, uh, which I was very happy to see JTE and THE Paul Preston in the house as the movement. And I cannot even think about that name without thinking about uh uh well without laughing and well because i'm laughing because i'm thinking about uh, i'm sure that was the point and it was a brilliant point as well um of the of the name of that team Uh, but we had the movement versus the harris brothers uh it was good to see the harris brothers back together it's been a while uh feels like it's been years and years and years um they did well they did well. Uh, no more professor. Uh, seems like we still got the delinquent. Uh, he was under the impression that this was his first match ever. Um, so uh, that was cool. So I guess uh, if that were the case, uh, he made a great, uh, great debut into the Schmodown. Lon Harris did. Um, but I have got to talk about the JTE and T-H-E, uh, the Paul Preston um, their performance was awesome. Aside from the character work, uh, all I'm going to say about the gameplay is that they played awesome. They ended up winning this match, of course, 36 to 34. Um, and uh, it was a close match, man. It was a close match. It was possible that this match could have gone into sudden death. Um, and ASG talks about that more in technical difficulties coming up here shortly. But... Um, I just, I was absolutely in love with Paul Preston's, uh, character here. Um, that red jacket is awesome. I don't know what else to say about that jacket. It's just awesome. Um, and I, and I love the direction that JTE has gone with his character as well. Um, man, I, I'm really, really enjoying the, these storylines unfolding I will say though, like probably many others of you out there, I would I would like to see them unfold faster and more of them. And that's I, I understand, you know, you're rolling it out. You know, there, there's a plan in place here. It's just as a fan and someone who's enjoying it, I just want more. Just give me, give me, give me. I want more. You know, so that's me being selfish as a fan. Uh, that I just want more of the storyline. I want more cutscenes. I would be. I would I would be very happy with uh with new cutscenes being dropped throughout the week like three to four like dude yeah give me four Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday Friday or uh wait that's five Monday Tuesday Wednesday Thursday uh give me new cutscenes man uh that that help lead up and build up to Friday Night Titans and uh it's just, I want more of the storylines. I want, uh, I just, I want more, dude. I'm, I'm a selfish fan in that way. What can I say? Um, the Harris brothers 
Uh, like I said, it was good to see them back. We've seen them play together before, so we had somewhat of an idea of what to expect from them um, and, and their their chemistry together. Uh, I'm just I'm thoroughly enjoying uh, the the storylines and everything so far. It it is reminding me of of the days of old, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what else we got going uh, going on behind the scenes that will come out uh, into the light and, and just unfold before our eyes. I can't wait. But like I said, um, Christian, if you're watching, uh, please, man, like give us like four new cut scenes every week, Monday through Thursday that lead up to, uh, to something that where we'll get a bigger bite of those apples or that singular apple or whatever it is on Friday nights. That would be, that would be so awesome. Uh, but and and as the season gets more uh, more involved and, and gets going uh, a little bit more here, there will be a lot more to speculate about, a lot more to talk about. Um, but you know, uh, I, I'm not going to sit here and ramble with the same things over and over again. For now, those are my thoughts on uh, on uh, speculations and whatnot. And well, I didn't really speculate on anything, I guess. But those are my thoughts on the storyline and stuff. Um, I want more. I enjoyed what we got last Friday very much. T H E the Paul Preston blew my freaking mind like a powder keg. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and I'm just I'm really looking forward to it. So um, it, thank you to all the Schmodown crew, everyone involved. Uh, it's it's going great so far, and we're only three episodes into it. So uh, looking good, looking good, baby. But right now, gonna kick it over and uh, gonna have ASG join me for ASG's technical difficulties. Okay, so last week was great. You know we were praising the ruling on the desk for saying they finally made some right decisions went into this week really going like okay i guess i'm gonna have to start talking about the wild cards or something you know <laughs> and <laughs> then the match happens and and so the match we're going to be talking about is the first match of this week and that was um the harris brothers versus the movement uh everything was Pretty much. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. Every time I hear that name, I laugh. The, with yeah. Exactly why they chose it, but. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So, we get to the final question of T H E V Paul Preston <laughs> with J T E, and they had already used their multiple choice on the question uh, regarding the post. So they get to this question here, and this happens. Which actor plays the title character, a struggling magician, in the 2008 comedy The Great Buck Howard? Five, what a match. four, what a match. chance to three, two, yeah, multiple. Your multiple choice options for one point is it A, Tom Hanks, B, Steve Carell, C, John Malkovich, or D, Kevin Klein? Oh, 
firing. Do they have magic Wizard left in them? Five. Trying to pull this off. Four. Cannot tie. Three. Three. Two. Repeat the options. Four. Repeat. You have to use a JTE roll. Oh, to repeat the options? Yes, you do. Okay, never mind. Oh, sorry. Go with what you said. Um, five, three, uh, two. You John need Malkovich. an answer right John now. Malkovich. Barely by the skin of your <laughs> teeth. <laughs> that is a correct answer. <laughs> with one point. 27 to oh, 26. Moly. They did get John Malkovich just in the nick of time. So, as you can see there, Mark goes three, two, one. And then JTE, as for a repeat of the options, he doesn't have. Now, Jay, you're, you're a sports guy. Uh, have you heard of the Chris Webber timeout? No, I have not. So, we're in March Madness right now. And when Chris Webber was on Michigan in the, uh, I believe, the finals of the NCAA tournament uh, determine who wins Mich Michigan has a good chance of winning Chris Weber goes down the court calls a timeout to set up uh, their f their next formation one problem Michigan has no timeouts left so what happens is the other team gets the ball and gets a uh, technical foul shots actually but the point is Michigan loses possession of the ball because they had no timeouts. This is a very similar situation. They had already used their repeat of the options. So, you know, I'm a nice guy. <laughs> I like to think I'm a nice guy. Mark's a nice guy. What I would have done here was said, well, JT did say the word repeat. So I would have allowed him to basically for the team to use their one of their repeats, their full repeats, but that repeat would have been basically burned and said, so therefore I'm going to allow, it's going to be a repeat the question. I would have repeated the question and the options and given them all that time. If I wanted to be a real jerk about things and say, well, you didn't actually call for a repeat repeat, I would have said, okay, well, you didn't give an answer, so therefore we're just going to give the Harris brothers the question and the options, and they could steal for a point. If we went this way, and they stole that question, this match would have gone into sudden death. Ooh. So that, that could have been very interesting if that call was made. Now, Jay, which option have you would you have gone with? Or would you have, sorry, or would you have been fine with how it went down? I would not have been fine with how it went down. Um, in the moment, I probably, okay. In the moment, I would have just been like, you know, nope, that's it. You know, no repeats, nothing, time expired. You know, it's over, sorry. And just giving it, you know, uh, right to the Harris brothers for the steal. Having sat on it for a while, I think I would have been I would have been more flexible again, given that we know we that that the nature of the game has changed to favor more the sports entertainment side as opposed to just the sports heavy side. Last season, it would have been like, nope, I don't care what your argument is. You're done. It's going to them. No leeway whatsoever, no matter how long I think about it. But this season, with it being more light and you know not as not as serious as as they say. Um, I, I would, I would, I would give them a little bit more time. 
or not more time, but I would have uh, I would have allowed it to play out up until the point that it took about two, maybe three seconds for them to actually say the answer. Because oh, that, okay. that point, if that's the point for me, where it's like, okay, yeah, we they got a little, you know, we we resolved this this confusion, which is understandable, especially in the moment of competition and stuff. We got through the confusion aspect of it. Now give me the answer, and then it still took about two or three seconds for them to give the answer because you know Paul, uh, understandably, it, it had slipped his mind or it just for the for the the moment it wasn't there, and then JTE uh, gives the answer. That would be the only problem that I would have is at that point it still took them a couple, two or three more seconds. But okay. okay. So in my opinion, they could have asked for a repeat of the options or say, do we have a repeat left earlier in the question? Mark had already begun his countdown. So yeah. therefore, you know, we have a rule book. I know that this is more sports entertainment. And the reason that things are more lax and fun is the reason why I would have given them a, like basically forced them to use a repeat and not fully just pushed over to the Harris brothers. Cause I think that's a fair medium. I guess. To, yeah. And as we saw in the five-pointer later in the match, Paul knows the answer right away. So it wouldn't have affected the actual uh, results if that happened. Like, they didn't need those JTEs to work out the five, all the all the repeats to work out the five-pointer. So um, if that happened, the basically the match would have gone as it did. Um, so I, I think that, yeah, as I said, I think that's a happy medium. You know, you're both abiding by the rules, but also using a little out you have to um, make it so that it's not a full-blown, oh, you made this ultra mistake, we're now giving the other team uh, the question. We're just, okay, you got a repeat. You got three of those, you know? Yeah. People burn timeouts in football and other sports all the time, you know? So it's not that big of a deal to that, oh, you burned a repeat, that happens. Yeah. Uh, so, but... In my opinion, this call needs to, in the future, if you call for something you don't have, there needs to be a consequence, not just, oh, we get another couple of, it was almost like they got an extra little stall for time just yeah. by what happened. So you need yeah. to be on the lookout for that kind of action. Yeah, but but it was also it was also very clear that it was a moment of confusion, which does, like I said, because the difference of how we're approaching the showdown from last season to this season, that's why I'm not being so uh, so uptight about it. It's not a big deal. But I, real quick before I do want to bring up one thing because it happened during this question, um, uh, them being mic'd up and to where we can hear them work it out and have their discussion is amazingly awesome. Um, that is really cool and interesting to listen to because I will, in moments like that, like when they're talking, I'll blast my TV volume up as loud as I can so I can make sure I can get a good idea of what they're saying in their conversation. Those moments are very interesting to me. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, that's how we know that for that five pointer that you heard Paul Preston say, I think it's oblivion right away. Yeah. So that's why I can say without like really much doubt. That yep. yep. <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely uh, look into maybe turning up my volume a little bit more for some other pieces of information down the road.
And that was ASG's technical difficulties. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to that segment a, a lot more as the season progresses and we get a lot more stuff to uh, to talk about and break down. It's always it's always good to talk about the technical side of things. I think I I was kind of thinking this and talking to ASG about it. You know, um, uh, the the opening segment here is from now on is is going to be devoted to the speculation and and discussing the character work and the storylines and that side of Schmodown. Uh, we will keep the uh, the gameplay and the competition discussions to ASG's technical difficulties. Because, um, I mean, uh, yes, of course, in wrestling, the storylines are what drives things the most. Um, but, man, uh, those guys, they work hard. And uh, and uh, they're very athletic and uh, and definitely need to... Uh, to discuss and highlight those things as well for them. So we will be doing the same here on this show for the players and the managers and everyone involved behind the scenes. Question writing once again, shout out to the question writers. Uh it's all I I just I really enjoy the change up in the style of the question writing. It's it's cool. It's cool. And Guy Nellis talked a lot about it uh the the other night on uh, or last night rather on Friday Night Titans episode three. But now, everyone, it has come to that time where we are going to go to Euroschmoes with top threes. Hello, it's Liam, Matt, and Ben from Euroschmo, and we are here for our Euroschmoes top three. Now, based on the events that have happened in the start of the season, we thought it would be a good time to pick up our top three heel turns in the Schmodown as was kindly suggested by Ben, because he is a bit of a heel himself sometimes, although he doesn't like to admit it. Um, so we've got three of us today. Matt's joining us for the first time. So we've all decided to pick, talk about one each. So Ben's going to kick us off with our number three heel turn. So Ben, what's at number three? Number three is uh, the turn of Chandru Dandapani from face to heel. Uh, we put this at number three because it was a gradual turn um, and it wasn't really a, a snap moment. Um, but it, because it was such a gradual uh, turn, for us, it, it kind of built the story. The story made sense, um, and, and him turning heel made sense. So uh, that's, for me, why this had to be in the top three. Yeah, it's a good pick. And also, his dancing just in on, its, on itself became quite heel-like, so that was part of the reason he ended <laughs> up turning. And people used to call him out on that. I remember the Smets and the Chandru videos before before uh, games, and it was a good turn. Um, okay, so that's our number three. Matt's going to talk about our number two. So, Matt, what have we got number two for heel turns? Yeah, our number two is Mike Kalnowski. Uh, as you may know, guy uh, who watched the Schmodown in previous year, when Mike came into the show, the Schmodown, uh, he was the face. Uh, he always came into the studio, dressed as a Batman, as a Captain America, as a good guy, a real superhero. And uh, then he didn't get much respect, to be fair, from other players uh, and community in the beginning. And uh, he actually started to show heel tendencies in the group first, uh, like saying to people and trying to say to people, I really study, I really try, I, I'm much better than you than you saw, 
and stuff like that. And then uh, we we saw him snap uh, at his partner because he said that he has to carry uh, the DC movie news and that mm. he's the only good player there. And uh, he's not going to uh, listen to the sheep anymore. Uh, and because when he listens to the sheep, nothing is right. And then you saw the mic we get, we have today, uh, the tweener mic with most mostly heel mic, but sometimes tweener. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I love that heel turn because it also did uh, have interaction with the group and the group in the Facebook uh, community uh, was the part of the heel turn for me. So, mm. uh, yeah, uh, th th that has a special place in my heart, uh, but it still is not the best. We still have one more. No yeah. one saw coming and Liam is going to tell you about that one. Yeah, I mean Mike seems so long ago now because he's been healed for so many seasons, but it was in the moment <laughs> it was it was really impactful. So we thought it could only be one because I don't think anybody saw this one coming. And so therefore our number one, of course, is Ken Knapsock turning hill. Now, Ken Knapsock had been playing with Rachel. They were one of the new face teams and they would, had a quite a good run going. But then obviously Rachel turns up to the match and there's no Ken to be seen. And she has to play against Robert Meyer Burnett and Mark and Draco by herself. And understandably, she lost the match, but she played really damn well. And we we're all like, where the hell is Ken gone? And then he comes out of the curtain and here he was, complete hill letting down the most beloved Schmodown personality, or one of, of all time in Rachel Cushing, leaving her to fight for herself. How can you do that to Rachel the Crusher Cushing? She is a fan favourite. Everyone loves Rachel Cushing, and he did it to her. So no one saw it coming. It was super impactful. It was a real ah scary moment and exciting, <laughs> and can't believe he did it to her. But it has to be a number one because it, for us it was completely unexpected. Um, ben, did you have anything to add on this one? Uh, I'll just say he made me nearly flook there, nearly swear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, it was hell of a heel turn. Uh, the story beats there were fantastic, and he, uh, Rachel having to do a handicap match was wow. Um, she held her own, but uh, yeah, the, the heel turn and him coming out and joining the den. Oh, I wanted to strangle him, <laughs> but yeah. So um, obviously that's our top three picks. We At number three, we had Chandru's slow demise into Hill. At number two, we had Mike Kalinowski. And at number one, we had the pit boss himself, Ken Napsok. So we hope you enjoyed our top three picks. If you disagree, if you agree, please let us know in the comments. And we shall be back next week for another top three. And you can catch your Schmo every Sunday at 8 p.m. UK time. And in Eastern time, Ben, it is? Uh, I don't know Eastern, but I know that in Pacific, it will be 12 p.m. PDT. Thank you, Ben. That's why you're here. Um, so we thank you for joining us and we shall see you next week. And we hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Bye bye. Top threes with Euro Schmo. Thank you guys for your contributions here to the show. 
and uh, keep up the great work on your show. Uh, their show for everyone out there, if you're not aware, it airs on Sundays at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, be sure to watch out for the time change. I'm not sure exactly when that is for the rest of the world uh, or the, the UK and Europe. But uh, check those guys out. Go subscribe to their channel. Give them some support. Good crew over there. Thank you guys very much. Okay, it is time for my closing commentary here. And uh, I just got a couple things to say. Uh, I really don't have much at all. I just, uh, I had said off the top of the show, you know, I really enjoyed uh, Paul Preston's uh, character work and, and a lot of the jabs that were thrown back and forth from, from everyone uh, involved in this match were awesome. And uh, one thing, <clears throat> excuse me, puberty. One thing, um, uh, JTE talked about uh, Lon Harris using big words to act super smart. Um, I would say that uh, Trisinatora stops is a pretty damn big, big word as well. Don't sell yourself short, JTE, um, <laughs> as far as the big words go, man. you, I think you got that locked down, dude. No worries there. Um, and, and Paul Preston, uh, this is directly to you. Um, man, I played a drinking game during your match last night. Every time you reminded me of Norm MacDonald doing uh, his impression of Burt Reynolds on the Jeopardy on SNL, I took a drink. I had to watch this match twice, and uh, today has been a rough day. So, um Keep up the good work. I absolutely loved it. I loved it so much. Um, other than that, guys, uh, I had a great week here watching Schmodown and enjoying it and soaking it all in. Thank you all so much for joining me. Every Saturday, you can catch Speaking of Schmodown here on the Jcast Network at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Until next week, everyone, please have a great and safe day. Here's something funny. The mic wasn't on that whole time. No way. Yeah, for real. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so smooth.